Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the No Ceilings NBA podcast feed. I'm Stephen Gillespie, one of the co-hosts of the Draft Sicko shows here on the podcast feed and one of the staff writers on NoCeilingsNBA.com. I don't have Maxwell with me, normal co-host, but I do have a very special guest. We're going to be talking to Trenton Flowers of the Adelaide 36ers. Trenton, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing good. We just got out of practice, so you know, it's like hard. And, you know, that's about it. How about you, though? Uh, I can't complain, man. Just uh, had a fun day hanging out with the family, watching a lot of hoops, you know, getting some work done. But talk to me a little bit about practice, man. What, what's Coach got you doing? Man, he just got us competing right now. You know, we're trying to, you know, clean up a few things, you know, starting off being home for and, then, you know, finally getting our first win on Saturday. So, you know, we're just trying to work on some things as a group, you know, get our communication better because that's the biggest thing in this game, especially as a team, being a team sport. So, you know, just working on things like that, but, you know, just keeping the intensity high throughout the whole entire practice and, you know, just making sure we're all going hard and, you know, the energy's there. So, you know, I'm really happy with the way this team is looking right now. That's excellent stuff. Well, let's kind of dive into one of the more recent events. You know, you you had a really big game not too long ago, right, against Oara, where you were 8 of 10 from the field. You had 23 points. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you were 5 of 5 from deep that game. Is that, yes, is that right? Five, 5 of 5, yeah. All right. Well, you had three boards, a, a, a steal, an assist, zero turnovers. Talk to me a little bit about how good that game felt, because as you said, you know, it's been kind of a slow start for for yourself and the program, but how big, sure. how big of a, of an uplift was that game for you? Man, it was a super big uplift, you know, just, you know, one thing I can say is just staying ready. Like I was just told by my teammates, my coaches, just stay ready. And then, you know, when the moment comes, you know, just be ready for your moment. And in that situation, you know, we were down, you know, one of those things me as a player, I feel if I'm on the basketball court, like, you know, I'm not going to let my team lose, lose the game or, you know, we're not going to lose this game, especially, you know, playing against Civil War. So, you know, I was like, man, I got to get everything I had. And, you know, I ended up getting hot. My teammates found me and, you know, we ended up walking away with the win. So what's it like when you're in that fourth quarter? That's when you really turned it on. You know, you were you were making a lot of, you know, um, key contributions throughout the game. But you just you flipped a switch in that fourth and you were just on a whole another level compared to where you were those other three quarters. So sure. what's that what's that feeling like, man, whenever you're catching fire like that? Man, you know, it, it was good. You know, one thing I can say is, like, my defense, the way I came out of play in the first half, and how yeah. I was moving off the ball and, set, and helping set up my teammates, you know, it was just I was doing good things in the game, and I just felt that, you know, when it came my time, I was going to be rewarded. So, you know, just knowing what spots to be in, you know, just knowing all my teammates' game, knowing where to be at on the floor, and, you know, just knowing that, you know, I'm an inside and outside threat. I can get to the rim. I can shoot the ball really well, and then I can make plays for others. So. You know, that fourth quarter, I was like, I got to step up, hit some big shots, and then, uh, you know, just can't be scared of the moment, which I wasn't. So, you know, it was, it was a crazy fourth quarter. I'd say so, man. You didn't look scared at all. You looked like you had supreme confidence, which is, yeah. like I said, it's great to see because I'm going to ask you some questions about, you know, your transition and stuff later. But Perfect. it's good to see, you know, talented prospects really kind of like starting to find their way and. And that was a big moment. I, I enjoyed every minute of that game, man. But let's kind of back it up a little bit. You know, you're obviously you didn't you didn't just walk into Adelaide. You know, you've had a little bit of a background uh, with the game of basketball. So kind of can you talk to us a little bit about how you became introduced to basketball and what were kind of some of your influences to wanting to play? Man, I would say how I got introduced into basketball is my dad. You know, my dad, uh, mm. he grew up playing 
played overseas for a little bit, played in college. So, you know, my dad just growing up, always been around basketball. I remember going over to my grandmother's house or, you know, just talking to people and just hearing them talk about my dad and just saying things. And then, you know, as I started getting older and it was never like, you know, I'm going to put the ball in here. Like, if you want to play, you want to play. So, you know, I just fell in love with it, you know, just through watching basketball. And then, you know, um, man, that's probably the biggest role model influence in my life when it comes to this game. So. That's incredible to hear. I mean, what do they say? You can't run away from the DNA. You know, if, the, well, if it's in your blood, it's hey. going to come out at some point. Right? Exactly. <laughs> That's good stuff. So what were you like your favorite teams, your favorite players kind of growing up? You can't say your dad. I know that your dad is a big influence, right? But favorite, let's favorite, talk about, player, favorite player yeah. growing up would be Kevin Durant, uh, Penny Hardaway. I like Tracy McGrady a lot. Um kind of shows out with like your style of play your size and things like that i see you i see you for sure so you know really just big versatile dude you know i used to watch a lot of throwbacks so like i remember just watching all the series between the celtics and the lakers so magic johnson and larry bird you know larry mm. was a threat at six nine inside out magic kind of sort of the same but he could play make brothers and he was great at running the floor so you know um, i just really just like to take bits and pieces out of everybody's game Okay, good to know. So can you remember a time, right, like, you know, as you're continuing through your your early stages, your basketball, you know, your journey, uh, when did you start? When was the phone like ringing nonstop? When was your family getting pestered all the time? Was there like a certain game or like maybe a string of games or time of the time of your playing time where it was just like, I'm, I'm going to I'll have a future in basketball? Um, I would say my not so much really my freshman year. Uh, my sophomore year, I went to Huntington Prep. You know, that was huge for me. Um, I think we came off a weekend. It was like my first big tournament playing in front of, you know, national scouts, you know, ranking services, all that. Um, I played uh, against Donda Friday night in the SoCal Academy, which was the number three team in the country. And I think I had like 25 and five against Donda and then 29 mm -hmm. against SoCal. And like 11, it was a crazy game. So that whole weekend, like I remember getting offers from Memphis, USC after that. Like my recruiting took off Kansas. Um, I ended up jumping in the rankings from like the number 30th player in the country to number six. Mm. You know, so I would say that was really like the moment where I was like, man, like I can really do something with basketball. You know, even though I knew I was really good, I, I've i always just kind of had a chip on my shoulder like I'm an underdog. And, you know, I was just like, you know, I just got to keep going hard and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, and that shows out in your play. So let's talk about now that, you know, you, you, were, at a, you were at a point, right, where you were kind of deciding what you wanted to do next to prepare yourself for the NBA. And in a lot of articles and interviews that I was reading, one of the things that you kind of kept repeating was that you wanted to get that decision right, you know. And, and I want to focus more on, like, what factors go into it for a young man such as yourself deciding what to do, because one thing that you said that just like kind of, kind of pricked my heart a little bit was like, I only get to make this decision one time. So I have to, you know, do my due diligence and make sure that whatever choice that I'm making is right for me. What, so what, what goes into that decision-making? Man. Um, first of all, like you got to let the situation a lot, you know, trusting God, you know, that's one thing me and my family are big on faith, but that's right. You know, for me, I would say it's, you know, developing as a player, 
you know, I feel like some situations you can go to and, you know, you'll be good in that moment. But when it comes time to go to the next level, you know, you weren't well prepared for it and, you know, it didn't benefit you. So for me, it was, you know, being able to, you know, go through challenges, take adversity. And then, you know, once I'm able to get over that hump and, you know, really, you know, just learn the ins and outs, you know, help better prepare my game, you know, to go to the next level. And, you know, that's really what my thoughts were coming here to the NBL. You know, that's really why I chose ultimately over college. And, you know, it's a it's a process, you know. Um, you know, you can't take no shortcuts. You know, I'd rather be a long journey instead of, you know, just trying to, you know, put something in the microwave and, you know, heat it up fast and expect for it to come out great. So That's a great way to put that, man. I, I, we all fall for the microwave food, but we all know that the, stuff in, the, the oven is where it's at. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. There you go. There you go. Hot pockets are all right every once in a while, folks. But, you know, make make your own make your own food. All right. So. so and, and I think too, just, you know, touching back uh, on what you just said, Tritt, and I think it's it's important to remember that, you know, prospects such as yourself, it's not just as easy as right. Like this this place, you know, that is recruiting me has like a well-known coach or their championship material. There's so much that goes into it you know, for the, for the prospect as a player, not just a, as a, as a basketball prospect, right. For being drafted. So um, with that being said, how did your family handle you saying, Hey, mom and dad, I, I think I want to go play in Australia. You know, what was that decision like? Um, They took it well, you know, they were there with me every step of the way, you know, my dad and mom, they wouldn't let me make a bad decision. Um, one thing they did say was with this decision though was, you know, we can't make it for you. It's on you. But, mm. you know, just know we're going to be behind you 1,000%. And, you know, for my family, we've always been so close-knit. And for me to go, you know, 10,000 miles away, you know, I'm on an island, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it was tough, but um, they knew it would, you know, help benefit me in the, in the end. So. Well, excellent. I mean, it's it's got to feel nice to get their support in, in that decision, as big as it That's is. True. So, so. I've recently, my, my co-host Maxwell and I, we've recently got to talk to Liam Santa Maria, who you know is like heavily involved with the Rising Stars program, yeah, things like that. Started. Yeah, and he gave us a lot of great insight to the program, like the goals, you know, kind of the ins and out of the recruiting and things like that. Um, one, one question that I have for you is, you know, obviously as you're kind of weighing in this decision, I don't know how much like the past success of the other Rising Stars that the NBL had kind of factored into your decision making. Look at players like Lamelo Ball or you know RJ Hampton, you know other players like that. Did you kind of look at the success of some of the other players that have gone to play in the NBL and got drafted pretty highly and had successful NBA careers so far? Oh man, for sure. You know, Bozeman Dang, RJ Hampton, Lamelo Ball, uh, Josh Giddy. You know, playing yep. Adelaide Three Sixers. So there you go. You know, um, there's been a lot of great time to come out of here. You know, this year, I mean, we're loaded. You know, AJ, Bobby Clintman, yep. Sar. Um, so, you know, we have we have a lot of talent. Ariel, too, that plays for Melbourne United. Like, there's yep. a lot of talent this year. So, you know, I would say, you know, just looking at the previous uh, history and, you know, just seeing what they did for players and how they developed develop it, I was like, man, it's really a no-brainer. Not for sure. So I want to ask you now, because we kind of hear about it all the time, right, from a, an outsider's perspective, that the NBL style of play is just so much different from anything 
that that we kind of experience in the states you know kind of the western style of basketball that we that we experience like what's the biggest difference like you go from playing high school basketball in the united states and now you're playing professional basketball in australia what's been like some of the biggest adjustments that you've had to kind of go through um, you know, high school, I would say, you know, one thing about high school is, you know, sometimes the talent isn't always the best. So, you know, I feel like players are able to get to any spots they want to come on the floor. Um, you know, being able to go to college, you know, I was playing against older players, uh, physical, they've been in the system over them. So, you know, I would say that kind of helped prepare me for here. But if I'm being honest, this is probably the most physical league in the world. Like, mm. you, you're constantly getting screened. Bigs are super physical. I mean, you can bigs can stand in the paint for however long. So that already just changed the dynamic of the game. You know, you yeah. get to the rim and you got a shot blocker or or just somebody just there taking up space waiting on you. So, you know, um, I would just say the biggest thing is, you know, probably physicality. And then two, just playing smarter. You know, for me, I'm athletic, I'm fast. You know, when I step on the floor, you know, I easily feel that I'm one of the most, you know, talented dudes, but you know, just just slowing everything down and letting the game come to me is really what I'm finding out right now. So, okay, fair. So, another question I want to ask you, and again, talking to Liam uh, when we did, he said that American players when they come there, they kind of have like this uh, perception that it's going to be like you're in the outback, that you're going to see like crocodile Dundee things like that. Right? <laughs> did you did you kind of have like an expectation yes. like that? Yes, okay. I thought I was going to see poisonous snakes and spiders everywhere, <laughs> kangaroos just jumping all across the street, <laughs> and it is completely the opposite. Like. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about what what it's like living there, because right now, just it's a perception in my head. Um, I would say it's America, but you know, a lot safer. They don't have no crime here, so you know that's amazing. You know, not a lot of crime. Um, people are super friendly. You know, and they, you don't get to hear accents every day in the states, so mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's kind of cool to hear the Australian accent. There you go. There you go. So I want to. I have a couple more questions that I guess are a little bit more serious than what we're talking about, like the, the Australian perception, things like that. Um, for those of, for those who haven't seen much of you and just real quick, I just, it's incredible that the amount of attention that the rising star program uh, has been getting kind of globally now. I mean, we can kind of see it for those watching us now. We got some ESPN kind of graphics behind Trenton here and, ESPN is making it easier for people who don't have, you know, you know, kind of special access to film to be able to access these games and the and the viewing of these games is incredible, right? But for those who haven't seen you yet, um, how would you kind of describe your style of play, your approach to the game, kind of like your your internal philosophy on on how you try to exert yourself on a basketball court? Style of play, I would say I'm extremely versatile. Um, I can rebound the ball at a high level. I can pass the ball. You know, um, you know, I can create my own shot. I can catch and shoot. I'm athletic. I can get to the rim. And then defensively, you know, I'm figuring out that I can really become a big impact and I can turn into an elite two-way defender. So I would just say right now for me, it's just, you know, just putting everything all together. Like I said, growing up, watching, you know, a bunch of different players and taking bits and pieces out of their game. You know, I would just say, you know, I, I have a little bit of everybody in me. So, you know, that's how I would describe my game. You know, I'm very flashy. You know, I like to get up and down. And, you know, I just play with a certain fire and grit. So, 
Yeah, it's definitely sent. Like I said, it's I love your approach to the game, man. Like you're you're definitely a fun watch. And like I said, seeing you like catch fire in that fourth quarter was some of the most fun that I've had so far in this early draft scouting process, man. So uh, I hope that I'm looking forward to you keeping that up. But kind of the last serious question that I have you or have for you is, you know, I'm sure you're kind of already kind of getting a feel for this, that there's a lot of people in the NBA that are starting, you know, kind of inquire about you. They got your their their eye on you. But, you know, some may not know a whole lot about your game still. So if you were going to kind of like make a pitch for yourself to an NBA organization that is looking to invest some sort of draft capital in you, what could they expect from you? Um, one, off the court, you're giving a great person, you know, uh, I'm people call me humanitarian. You know, I just care for the world. I care for everybody. Uh, Two, you know, on the court, you know, you're getting somebody that can, you know, switch one through four, one through five, really. Um, I could be put in any position on the floor. I can play the point guard, shooting guard. I can play the forward, go to the four. So one through four on offense, one through five on defense. And I can be a secondary ball handler, a child's primary ball handler. And, you know, I just make the right reads and, you know, I have an IQ. So, you know, I would just say I'm a utility and a versatility type of guy. I agree. I agree. So, um, Trenton, man, I just want to ask, is there anything kind of for the rest of the season that you're kind of looking forward to? Any You got any games, you know, circled on your calendar? You trying to come at these other rising stars a little bit? Like, what do you, what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year, man? Man, I'm just looking forward to competing. And then, you know, now that we finally got this one on the board, just building off of this. You know, um, I'm not really playing, you know, worried about any matchups or anything like that. You know, I came here to buy in and help my team win, you know. So, you know, hopefully we can make it far. And, you know, um, my, my goal is to still, you know, win an NBL championship with this team. So, you know, we're going to try to get it done. Well, there you go. So, Trent, man, I just want to thank you so much for your time. I know that uh, getting the Eastern time and the Adelaide time lined up is a little bit of a challenge, is a little bit of a challenge, but I appreciate you making some, uh, making some time for me right after practice, man. So uh, before I let you out of here, do you got anything that you want to kind of say to the audience, say to the viewers, uh, anything you kind of want to promote or anything like that before we let you go? No, sir, not at all. I just want to say thank you for having me on. And it was my pleasure to join. Oh, man. Well, we'll have to be checking back in with you now. So, you know, don't yes, be a stranger sir. on me. All right. Well, so, all right, man. Well, so for everybody watching, uh, thank you so much. Uh, continue to subscribe, like, share and review all the YouTube channel for No Ceilings NBA. Um, please go to NoCeilingsNBA.com for all your draft needs and subscribe to the podcast while you're at it. You know, we have fun shows all throughout the week where we get great interviews like this and uh, draft content that you're not going to find anywhere else. So um, thank you all so much for your time, and we'll catch up with you all, and uh, have a good rest of your day.